Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 681. If you'd like to have a copy of a show, and I'll tell you how at the end of the program, just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I've got uh, music, letters, and a strong message from the Lord uh, about unification, uh, being united as one body, not everybody having the same part, not everyone being the same part, but it's a body. We have ten toes, if we're normal, and we have ten fingers, or, uh, and we have two eyes and two ears. Not everybody having these different body parts uh, do all the body parts function because we're in this world. And when we're in heaven, we will, uh, all of our body parts will function. They'll be, we'll be perfect there. There's no such thing as imperfection in heaven. But right now, let's pray. Uh, Father God, anoint this message in Jesus' name. Uh, Lord, let your spirit move freely through me and let everything, uh, that you want to have said, be the thing that is said. Otherwise, it will be of no benefit to anybody in the world. We have to have the gift to be able to speak. We need to have the anointing in order to edify the church and to edify anyone that, or to bring people to you. It has to be your spirit. No man can come unto you unless the spirit moves them to come to you. So, Lord, let your spirit move in the name of Jesus in this program, that souls will be saved and the church edified and uh, strengthened. For I ask it, Lord, and bind every devil, even the devils, in the churches, Lord. I ask it in uh, Jesus' name that you rebuke Satan and cover us. Send your covering angels, Lord, to cover us. And open doors for us in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, uh, here's Elvis Presley to sing for you, Josh, if it's the battle. Josh, if it's the battle around Jericho, around Jericho, around Jericho. Josh, if it's the battle around Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down, I got no sin. Josh, if it's the battle around Jericho, around Jericho, around Jericho. Josh, if it's the battle around Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down. Good morning, Sister Mary. Good morning, Brother John. Well, I'm gonna stop and talk with you and tell you how I've come along. I know you've heard about Joshua. He was the son of none. He never stopped his work until until the work was done. I got no sin. Joshua took the battle around Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua took the battle around Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down. You may talk about your men of Gideon. You may brag about your men of Saul. There's no one 
Goodwill Joshua at the Battle of Jericho. Up to the walls of Jericho, he marched with spear in hand. Go below the realm, the Joshua crowd caused the battle of in my hand. God knows, Joshua took the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua took the battle of Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down. You may talk about your men of Gideon, you may brag about the king of Saul. There's none like Joshua at the battle of Jericho. Now they tell my great God that Joshua's spirit was with nine twelve feet long. And upon his hip was a double-edged sword, and his mouth was a gospel horn. Yet bold and brave, he stood salvation in his hand. Oh, blow them around, the Joshua cracked, cause the devil can't do you no harm. Got no sin, Joshua fit the battle around Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fit the battle around Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down. Then up to the walls of Jericho, he marched with spear in hand. Joshua cried, called the battle of men in my hand. Then the lamb round sheep horns began to blow, the trumpets began to sound. Old Joshua shouted, Glory! And the walls come tumbling down the gun nose. And Joshua fit the battle around Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fit the battle around Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down, down, down. Praise the Lord. It just chose to show that when everyone was unified and they were marching around Jericho, uh, and they didn't make a sound, this was the commandment from the Lord. Uh, may sound to some people crazy. Well, why can't we talk or something? Because when God says something, uh, it has to be obeyed if you want to have a victory. Uh, when the Lord told uh, Saul to slaughter every animal and not use them for sacrifices, he still thought it would be better to uh, save the animals and to give them as burnt offerings. And he lost his kingdom and his spirit because he disobeyed the Lord on that one order. Adam and Eve, they lost, they really lost total control of this world by one disobedience. The children of Israel, they learned, they saw their mothers and fathers and grandmothers and grandfathers die out in the wilderness because they disobeyed the Lord. Uh, after God had showed them all these fantastic miracles that uh, he performed, the uh, uh, Egyptian army was the biggest and most powerful army in that day and age. The uh, Israelis were not fighters. They didn't have swords or spears or anything like that. But God fought for them because uh, God says, You're my people. I raised you out of a dead man's loins and a dead woman's womb. You're a miraculous people. But all the miracles that could be done by you will not be done by you if you don't obey. As a matter of fact, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. You people are the house of the Lord. And if you don't obey me, especially when you saw me do all these things, 
and you saw me open the Red Sea, and you marched through there on dry land. And then I fed you with manna on the ground for 40 years. And it was 40 years because of your disobedience. You could have made it into the promised land in just a few days. A week or two, you could have been there, enjoying uh, living on the fat of the land, the fat of the land. I covered you with the cloud, and I led you by that cloud during the day and by a flame of fire during the evening, the Lord said. And all these things didn't seem to mean anything to you. And um, I also had Moses strike a rock, uh, like granite, and water came out and gave all of you to drink, the entire nation, around 3 million people. Uh, a lot of people say between 600,000 and 3 million, plus the cattle and uh, all these different things. They were able to drink to their full till they were filled with water. And that rock was Christ Jesus and the Lord doesn't want us to be ignorant of these things. And there's a lot of people say, well, that was the Old Testament. Why should we study that? Because that is our examples. We need to have samples. We need to have examples of how we're supposed to be. We have to have examples of who we're supposed to follow. And examples of what happens when people don't follow the Lord. I like to have samples of different things so I can see what it is. When I used to run a clothing store, it was the number one clothing store in the country. Not the biggest, but it was the best. We had garments in there ranging from a pair of Levi's, which were the same price that you could get at J.C. Penney's or Sears, but we also had costumes in there, $35,000. And we could build them as expensive as you wanted to because we had custom tailors. People would come in from different companies. I had 700 vendors in there, and they'd bring their samples in. The examples, uh, the samples that I would order from them. This is what uh, maybe they'd have two, 300 shirts. And I picked out maybe 30 or 40 or 50 of them and told them to give me full-size runs, 2442 or 4884. And uh, so I could see what they're going to ship me. And so the Lord has samples, too. He said the Old Testament shows us what's going to happen to people that are disobedient to him. We have a sampling. We have a foreknowledge of what we're going to get if we do good and what you're going to get if you do evil. Because the Lord says he does not want us to be ignorant, brethren, that you were all baptized in the Red Sea. You all saw the miracles of the Lord. And you saw this cloud that covered you up so that you wouldn't get uh, uh, sunburned. And you saw the water come out of this rock. That's an impossibility. It's a miraculous thing. And you saw this manna come down on the ground every day. 
This is examples of the power of the living God. You don't need any swords, bombs, bullets, anything like that. All you have to do is obey the Lord and he'll do the fighting for you. And he delivered them and drowned the entire Egyptian army. Amen? Yeah. And so we see in 1 Corinthians in chapter 10 and chapter 12, it says now uh, concerning spiritual things, chapter 12, Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Well, what does that mean? In chapter 10, read the first voice there. Moreover, brethren, I would not have ye should be, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Yeah, the fathers means uh, all the uh, Joshua, Caleb, Moses. Uh, those are the fathers of the and Jews. Abraham was already gone. Isaac and Jacob, they'd been gone. And the patriarchs. So the Lord says, this is good to know the Old Testament. And why? Because he doesn't want us to be ignorant. And he tells his prophets and his apostles to preach what's going to happen if we do good and what's going to happen if we do evil. One breaking of one commandment uh, the Bible says, God's word says, Jesus says, God says, the Holy Spirit says, one transgression of the law, and we're guilty of all of it. And so therefore, if we don't want to be guilty anymore, we have to come to uh, the Savior. Well, why is he called the Savior? Because we're on our way to hell and into the lake of fire. And he is sent, was sent into the world to save us. That's why he's called the Savior. Uh, to save us from what? From going to hell. And so a lot of people are saying, well, when the Lord saves us, then we can sin more. We could kill a different person every day. We could murder them and... Um, Still, we're going to heaven because once saved, always saved. But there's no example like that in the Bible, is there? No. There's nothing like that in the Bible. That's a real uh, bad. It's an example that does not exist. So the Lord uh, doesn't want us to be ignorant. We have to be one unit, one body. Uh, we all have to... Uh, Walk wherever the Lord wants us to walk. Why? Because we have the examples of that. What's going to happen to us if we don't? The Lord has no other examples for us. We're not going to get by with anything. The, the Lord is not ignorant. And he gave uh, the Apostle Paul the scriptures of uh, words to say. And Paul, uh, Apostle Peter, he says, there's no uh, different kind of Bible. Uh, uh, there's no private interpretation of the Bible. You make up, you know, like you can kill and murder every day, that you can commit fornication every day, that you can commit adultery every day, that you can be a uh, homosexual every day. 
But there's no example like that. And still go to heaven. There's no example like that in the Bible. The example is, is the Lord barbecued Sodom and Gomorrah with all those homosexuals. And the other cities in the plain there that uh, were possessed with Satan as they were. And the Lord plainly tells us, we can see from reading the Old Testament, that all the things that the Lord said does come to pass if we don't do what he says. And he also tells us what will come to pass. Uh, He doesn't want us to be ignorant. And so we have to read the Old and New Testament. People that just read the New Testament, they don't know. Uh, They're still ignorant. Because the examples are not there. Except there's a few examples in the New Testament for Judas betrayed Christ. And if Christ be in me, me and people have been in my church and they know uh, that what I'm doing is of the Lord and they betray me, they're betraying, betraying Christ because I am the body of Christ. Christ is living in me and uh, Christ, the head of the church, can't do anything without a body. If you ever think about that. Uh, I got a head, and I also have a body, but you cut my head off, I can't do anything without the rest of my body. So Jesus uh, is uh, the head, and we are his body. And the head uh, thinks the same way in the Old and New Testament. He hasn't changed at all, and he wants us to do what he wants us to do, because he's the head. Now, my toe doesn't dictate to me what my head is supposed to do. My head dictates to me um, a lot of stupid things. That's why the Bible tells me to put on the mind of Christ. Put on the head of Christ. Let Christ be my head. Because we have all these examples in the Old Testament and in the New. Ananias and Sapphira. What they did was they sold some property and they held some money back and they said, here's what we got from the property. So they lied to the Holy Spirit and they both dropped dead the same day. So that's an example too. Don't lie because no liar shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Especially don't lie to the Holy Spirit. If you lie to a brother or sister and the Holy Spirit is in them, Or if you lie to me, and if the Holy Spirit is in me, you're lying to the Holy Spirit. Why do you want to be in trouble with the Lord? Or why do you want to defy him and say those examples in the Old Testament are not examples? When he said, this is for your learning. This is so you will know how much God hates the sin of homosexuality, of fornication, adultery. Uh, lying, stealing, drunkenness, uh, how he doesn't like people that don't serve him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the first commandment. Because he's God. And who are we? But vessels that he wants to live in and also he wants to work in and through us. So, I read this scripture yesterday. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would have you, uh, I would not have you ignorant. Why? Because if you're ignorant, you're not going to realize 
that we all have to be in unity. We all have to know what body part we are. We all have to know um, that there are spiritual gifts available for all of us, and if we really want to be the Christian army that the Lord wants us to be, wise as serpents but harmless as doves. We don't harm anybody. Now, we see that there's people in Texas that are being harassed. If you're a Christian and you believe that uh, we're supposed to pray for Christians, one thing that I saw them saying on television was, won't you help us, America? Won't you help us? Some woman was saying, I mean, it's going to be you next if you don't help us. Well, my dear... I would have you not be ignorant. The people of the United States are not going to help you. Uh, the people of the world are not going to help you. But God will if you trust in him. Now, I perceive that you people are ignorant to this. The Lord says, call upon me and I will hear you. And I will show you great and mighty things. I'll deliver you. And he doesn't want to. There's the gift to be able to pray to the Lord and receive an answer. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, uh, we all have the uh, commandment to pray without ceasing. And to pray, Jesus said, pray always. Why? Because they're taking your babies away from you, your children. And you're appealing to the people of the United States of America Listen, I've been up against the wall, and, uh, you know, uh, nobody helped me but God. God delivered me, and uh, you have to know that. It's the same thing with these people in the United States. Those people in Iraq never had any um, weapons of mass destruction. We went over there and started bombing them under the instructions of the Pope, they told the little uh, puppet Bush, do it. Uh, your mother called you homosexual, but you come on like a man. Do what I tell you. Show people that you have the authority to bomb people and murder them. Men, women, and children, innocent men, women, and children. And so President Bush did that. And now we send our men over there, and over 4,000 of them have been murdered. And who's the one that pulled the trigger? was the Pope and his puppet, President Bush, and Alexander Haig, and all these um, different, supposed to be big shots. But they don't live according to the examples of the Lord, because the Lord said, if you murder somebody, he's going to murder you. He's not going to murder you. He'll kill you. And you people don't believe that. And all of you that agree with it, that we send our boys over there to defend us. Who's defending the people over there that were bombing the innocent people? Who? What about them? They're human beings as well. And the Lord created them and we're bombing them. And um, the Lord shows us the examples of what happens to people like that. The Lord showed us uh, with the army of Sennacherib. We're going to go and take your uh, all these 
uh, we're going to take you, we're going to, uh, I'm going to take your wives. I'm going to destroy Jerusalem. I'm going to destroy you people because there's no other army on the face of this earth that ever has uh, come against me and won. But we're the Lord's people, and that's different. I don't want you to be ignorant. Uh, people that, uh, and he, the Lord uh, killed, he sent one angel and killed the entire Sennacherib army. How many souls were there? A hundred and what? Hundred and eighty, eighty-five thousand people lay dead, the soldiers, on the ground in the morning. Right? Right. All right? Yes. So, now, Bush, the Pope, they don't have God. Uh, they call themselves Christians, but we know they're not. Because Christians don't do things like that. That's why we have the examples. Christians don't do things like that. Christians don't go into different people's houses. Uh, Christians don't go into people's property and say, How old are you? Um, how old are you? Uh, what's your husband's name? How many children do you have? How old were you when you are being married? It's none of your stinking business, you freaks. You're seducing spirits, the Bible says. And we have the example in the word of God that that's what you are. You're devils. You have doctrines of devils that it's all right. You see the news media saying, well, we're voting on whether we can be perverts or not. And yet people that are married, which is a commandment of the Lord, and to bear children and to have them when they are young, when they reach puberty, you're saying that this is against the law. And that teenagers that have reached puberty are evil. And people that are having relationships after they're married, that this is abusing them. I really never saw uh, any uh, female in my life. I've seen, you know, I went to school too. And I saw a lot of females uh, seeking sexual relationships and believe me, they never called it abuse. They love to have sex. It's illicit sex because the government is forcing them to not be married. And so they want to have sex and they go around the corner and have it. Or uh, in the schools they have it because the secular schools, the Antichrist schools, provide sexual um implements for them to use, like uh, rubbers and birth control pills. And then they don't call that abuse because it's okay if children have sex, but not women who've reached puberty. They've uh, matured to the point to where they uh, can have sexual relations and be married and have children. Now, this is evil, and you people believe that. And there's no example like that in the Bible whatsoever. Now, the Old Testament is our examples. Now, we have, uh, we can uh, judge everything by the Word of God. And we have a lot of people today that um, are saying these things that God said in His Word that seducing spirits are doing today. And they say, that this is the law that we must obey the devil.
I say you don't have to because if you do, you're going to spend eternity in hell. And these people that are bugging you, these pests, these satanic seducing pests, are going to be destroyed. Now, God, if you can't see it, there's all kinds of hailstones coming down from heaven. They're only golf ball size and baseball size. But did you know that the Bible states that there's going to be hail coming down that is the weight of a talent, which is around a 100 pounds? And they're going to smash your skulls in, you people that are trying to, uh, you're uh, trying to say that the things that God said is uh, not of the Lord, uh, Lord uh, that it is evil, when in fact you're evil, and the Lord is good. He said in the last days that the people on earth would make that which is evil good. And that which is good evil. Don't you marry. You can say, okay, now we're going to vote on you satanic people to take a vote to see if you can be homosexual, same-sex marriages. Well, why don't we take a vote to see if we can keep God's commandments? I don't care what uh, the vote would be. There's too many satanic people. They've been weaning on the breasts of asps. A-S-P-S. Like cockatrice. Eggs. Uh, satanic evil examples. And the Lord shows us what happens? He gives us examples or samplings. What has happened in the past? And he said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now he's bombarding the United States of America and China and Burma and many other countries all over the world because of your filth and your evil. And there's no way that you're going to win at all. You say, we have the strongest army in the world. God can send one angel down here and wipe every one of you out. And you know what? He told me that he's going to do that. And this woman on TV that keeps saying, yeah, God, these people are doing wrong. These are like They have broken bones. I've got about four or five broken bones in my body, and nobody abused me except when I was a kid. And... Uh, Reform school, and it wasn't born-again Christians that abused me. Born-again Christians don't abuse their children. They love them. And you can see them saying it repeatedly, but everybody's ignoring it. Because you people out there, there's no case of those people drowning five or six of their kids in a, in a uh, bathtub like you weasels out there do, or throwing your child out of a ten-story window like you weasels out there do. There's nothing like that. There's no example like that in that church. And you're calling it a cult when in reality you're the cult. And so you gotta, uh, God doesn't want you to be ignorant. He doesn't want uh, we Christians to be ignorant, and therefore we're not ignorant. We have the samplings of the Word of God. And there are so many samples, so many examples now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, he's talking now to born-again Christians, because you people out there don't have any gift at all. You don't have any spiritual gift whatsoever. You think that being into magic, black magic, 
and all these satanic things that this is uh, power and that this is godly. It isn't. It's satanic. And he doesn't know. He says, Paul says, to the brothers, and I want the people out in the world to not be ignorant too. Because he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, which you people out there don't have, you don't have discernment. You see these big mouth nothings on TV saying they have 40 broken bones. Why, there's kids uh, in our church years ago, and I, and I won't let them ride skateboards. And they broke their bones because they fell off the skateboard. Uh, there's all kinds of accidents that happen uh, with kids because kids are a little bit crazy. Uh, you know, when Paul was a child, uh, he talked like his child. He spoke, and we'll get into that. Now, concerning, but when he grew up, when he became a man, he put childish things away. He put the skateboards away because you could see that it can break people's bones. Children play. Some of them fall out of a swing. I jumped out of a swing to show off to my dad in Wyndham, Montana, and I turned around, and the swing came and hit me in the lip, and I still have a bump there. And my lip, my dad says, oh, God, my boy. And he grabbed me and held me. But now uh, we have to get graduate from dead and the dead works and the evil works of the unsaved and those that are blaspheming the Holy Spirit every day of their life. Paul says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, brothers, I would not have you ignorant. Now, you know that we all are one body. So, uh, verse 2, you know that ye were Gentiles. You know that you were like the people of the world today. And you Gentiles are out there, and you're the ones that are arresting Christians and taking their children away. Who do you think you are? Don't you know that God's going to destroy you? There's all kinds of plagues coming down in Texas right now and other areas of our country. Why don't you get the point? I'm telling you what's going to happen to you. These things are existing right now as we speak, and many more are going to happen. This is just the beginning, and God is going to rejoice over you to destroy you. That's what he says in his word over and over again. Now, you brothers, you know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols. In other words, idols that can't speak. They can't speak the things of the Lord, even as ye were led you are led with uh, false doctrine and with uh, the ways of the world which are evil. Now then, verse 3. Wherefore, I give you to understand. I'd like you folks out there to understand. I know that uh, the church doesn't understand, and that's why I'm preaching to you, because uh, there's no other teacher in my church. I've given them, Sue and I poured our hearts out to them for years, and they learned nothing. They didn't teach. We told them, you have to teach the other baby Christians the things that we're teaching you. 
pass it on. The Bible says it is for your generation and the generation to come and the generation after that. You don't speak up, and uh, I don't want you to be ignorant. God's going to get you for clamming up. You have to speak. Otherwise, who's going to know what you're saying or what uh, is uh, in the word of God? That's why he sends preachers, teachers, and gives them gifts. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus the Word of God accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Unsaved people can say uh, Jesus is the Lord. No, but the unsaved are not going to preach the word. Jesus is the word of God. No man can say that Jesus, the word of God, is the Lord, is the boss, but by the Holy Spirit. Because we speak the word of God as the Holy Spirit moves us. um, I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is the one talking through me right now. Because I don't want you to be ignorant that this is me doing the talking here. I just don't talk this good. The people in the uh, church uh, that know me and know me when I'm not on radio and I'm not preaching or teaching, they know I can't speak like this, don't you? Amen. Now, verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts. But we have to be unified. Uh, No matter what gift we have, we can't go out into the wilderness and start preaching. Because we're one body. Now, there, um, there are diversities of gifts. But the same Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the gift to be able to speak. And the Holy Spirit, when we worship the Lord, we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. So we ride, our spirit in our bodies rides up, uh, the Holy Spirit rides up into heaven by the Holy Spirit. And we pray to the Lord that is in us also. He's sitting on the, our, on the throne of our heart. And uh, so we have these gifts. The Lord wants us to have gifts, because he doesn't want us to be ignorant. We have to have these gifts in order to fight the evil that's being done in this uh, wicked world that we're living in. And so we have to seek for the things of the Lord, and we have to ask for them. Ask, and you'll receive. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it'll be opened unto you. So you have no idea the treasures that the Lord has laid away for those that seek him. And uh, ask him. Ask. It doesn't say, if you don't ask, you're going to receive. It says, the Bible, God's Spirit says, ask and you'll receive. You don't ask, you're not going to receive. The book of James says, you have not because you ask not. Amen? Amen. All right, so. All these different gifts are by the Holy Spirit. Verse 5, and the Lord. Now, the Gentiles out there, the unsaved people, don't have any of these gifts whatsoever. Verse 5, and there are differences 
of administrations. Because every gift that God gives you, there's a certain way that the Lord wants you to administrate that. But the same Lord gave them to each one of us. Verse 6, and there are diversities of operations. Now, if I uh, was a cult, like the, the cult says I am, I wouldn't be teaching people to have different gifts. I'd say, I'm God, like the Pope says he is. Uh, you can tell uh, what a cult is when the leader says that they're God. I'm not, I'm saying we're many people, and this is what the Bible says, this is the example, the whole nation of Israel. Uh, the Red Sea opened up and they were baptized. They, they were baptized under the cloud. They ate the same manna. They drank the same water. They were out of the same rock, which was Christ Jesus. No, oh, I'm the farthest thing from a cult on the face of this earth. Verse 6. And there are diversities of operations. Why, I, uh, you know, uh, I've been in churches for, uh, the Lord talked directly to me and was telling me uh, secrets that I never told anybody, and the people in that church didn't know me. And one of them stood up and started speaking in tongues, and another one got up and prophesied, and it was exactly to me. That's a gift of uh, interpretations. That's the gift of the uh, tongues. And there's somebody in there that is able to prophesy what those tongues from God was saying through that man that I didn't know. And the man that stood up and uh, gave the knowledge uh, to me didn't know who I was, didn't know who it was to, but they just got up there and do it. Verse 6, and there are diversities of uh, uh, operations. I don't have uh, 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 the gift of interpretation with tongues, tongues and interpretations. I don't. That has to come from somebody in this church. That has to come. You have to seek that. I've never sought for that. Father, give me uh, the gift of tongues and interpretations. Well, he's already given me so many gifts uh, because other people don't seek them. I do. Okay, so, um, now, but it is the same God which um, worketh all in all. All these things, these different gifts, he does it in them, in everybody in the church. Now, if you think that church, that church means you go uh, at 8 o'clock in the evening and then uh, on Sundays at 3 and 8, every day, every night, every evening, 8 o'clock, that isn't what it's all about. Uh, the Spirit of God has to be in operation and so that the people in the church can be edified. If a person is deciding, Satan is talking to him and saying, leave the church, you know, go back out in the world, look at all you're missing out there. And then somebody stands up in the church and starts speaking in tongues. And then the interpreter says, you're thinking about leaving the church. What in reality that you're doing is you're leaving, you're thinking about leaving the Lord. And if you leave the Lord, uh, in 10 days from the time that you leave, 
you will be murdered or killed. That's tongues and interpretations. And if that comes down and you do leave the church, you will be dead in 10 days. Now, that's really a fantastic, incredible gift. Amen? Amen. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. But what for? To profit with all. To profit all in the church. Because we need the reproof. And if that gift is not in operation in the church, then the church is not a fully spiritual church. And all these gifts are available for you, and if you have no faith to receive them, then the church eventually will fall. Verse 8, For to one person in the church is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. I have that gift. To another, the word of knowledge. I have that gift. By the same Holy Spirit, verse 9, to another, faith. I have that gift. By the same Spirit, Holy Spirit, to another, the gifts of healing. I have that uh, gift. By the same Holy Spirit. Verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. Many miracles have happened, like um, that I I have the gift, when it's um, a big storm is coming and the people in the church inform me about it. I pray and the storm goes around the church. Uh, If they don't tell me, like they didn't in Fort Smith, Arkansas, they got bombarded. But uh, I am able to call upon the Lord and stop rain or to make it rain. We had a drought in Arkansas. It was really bad and in Texas. And when I was um, in prison, I got railroaded into prison on a false IRS charge. And uh, one of the guards says, you know, God, why don't you pray that God will cause it to rain? I said, okay, I will. And I was in the back of the laundry room where they had me working there. And uh, I said, Father, make it rain to show them, you know, that I am a man of God. And I I walked up to the other side of the building. And when I came back, there was a downpour of rain that hadn't happened for months. And the guards there, no, it was me. I told him I prayed right in front of him. And so that's the gift of miracles. That's a miracle, isn't it? Okay, to another, prophecy. I have that gift as well, because God will tell me, if this woman doesn't stop uh, on these people trying to continue having their children uh, taken away from them, I'm going to kill her twins. And she still, she didn't pay any attention to it. And I know she heard it. Uh, so it's going to happen unless she starts shutting her mouth. Because the tongue has the power to kill and the tongue has the power to bring alive. Yeah, that's a miraculous thing. So to another uh, discerning of spirits. Can you tell if a person comes into your church and there's something wrong with them? 
They're in there to do no good, but they're in there. They're like Jesuits, devil-possessed people that come in to try to undermine the church. Not to try. They try to, but uh, the Lord always reveals them to me or somebody in the church. And they tell me, to another, um, diverse kinds of tongues. All kinds of different kinds of tongues. That I don't have. I never really prayed for it. To another, the interpretation of tongues. We don't have that in our church. We need that. You people seek for that. And you people uh, in other churches, uh, I have hundreds of churches all over the world, do that. Seek for that. Ask for it. And you will receive Okay, the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, but all these worketh that one and the self-same Holy Spirit. None of these things can be done by the unsaved people in the world. None of these uh, gifts do they have or will they have unless they become saved, born again of the Spirit. Dividing. To every man severally as he will. The Lord divides these gifts up with people so that the entire church is in operation. I don't want a leg that's dead. I don't want feet that are dead that can't feel. I don't want arms and legs that can't feel. Uh, I don't want to just be a head. I want everybody in the body of Christ to do something, to be in operation. Every man to be severally as he, God, wills him to be. Verse 12, for as the body is one, the body of Christ is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one. The whole body has to be alive. One body, so also is Christ. He's alive. All right, we have some letters. Uh, you want to read one of them? Please. Yes. From Bronx, New York. <clears throat> says, Dear Pastor Lamo, greetings to you in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. I am truly grateful to God and to you for the World Newsletter. It is the Holy Spirit who supernaturally places your newsletters into my hands each time. I would now love to consistently receive the newsletter. Along with the newsletter, would you also send Bibles written in the Spanish language to the above address? Again, I am very grateful to you and to this magnificent ministry. I love you and will keep you in my prayers. Sincerely, Belinda Brown from Bronx, New York. Okay, uh, you have another one? Yes, from Blantyre, Malawi. Dear Pastor Lamo, Calvary greetings to you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for the book of the Messiah, your newsletters and literature. Your literature has blessed my life and the lives of those around me. I distribute all the newsletters and literature I receive. And Pastor Lamo, I would much appreciate if you would put me on your mailing list so that I could receive more to share among Muslims. Pastor Lamo, I am praying for you so that the Lord's message may continue to spread around the whole world. I am surrounded by Muslims, but now I have compelled six families of Muslims to become Christians. Pastor Lamo sent me more newsletters and literature and also a video and Christian tapes. 
Many people are happy with your newsletters. I hope to hear favorably from you soon. May the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. May the Lord God richly bless you for the good work you are doing. Many blessings from God be with you and those people who are busy serving in your ministry. Lots of people are interested in your ministry. God bless you, your sincere brother in Christ, Laxon Nakandika from Blantyre, Malawi, Africa. All right, praise the Lord. Well, uh, our time is up, yeah, but your time is not yet. Um, you could be saved. Remember, if all of us were operating as one body in Christ, there'd be no more war because all we need to do is call on the Lord and he has the gift to smite the earth. He's doing that presently. Uh, you must be deaf and blind if you can't see what the Lord, these plagues. One person on uh, television the other night on the news said, all these plagues are hitting the earth. Well, finally, they didn't say Mother Nature is hitting the earth. They plagues from God. So to not be plagued, to be saved, and to be able to have gifts from God, say this prayer, to have eternal life. Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. I believe he died on the cross and shed his precious blood. For the forgiveness of all my former sins, and I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, Lord, I'm calling on you right now, and I know your word is true. You're the truth. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank and praise your heavenly name uh, for saving my soul. And uh, Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this tape or CD number 681. It's free of charge, including the postage and handling. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, praise the Lord. A lot of people say, well, because of the fact that Elvis Presley got on drugs, uh, why do you keep playing his songs? Because he has a gift from God, and he's singing. It's the words that mean something. It wouldn't make any difference who's singing them. As long as you receive the words, each one of these songs are messages. And so, uh, you know, you never know if uh, God came down in the last minute and told him, look, Elvis, you're gone taking you out now. And he might have repented. You don't know. We're not to judge because we don't know. Especially you unsaved people out there and you people that don't have any gifts of discernment. You don't know. Okay? And so here he is just saying, reach out to Jesus.
discouraged Just remember what to do Reach out to Jesus He's reaching out to you Is the life you're living Filled with sorrow and despair Does the future press you with its worry and its care? Just 